1: This podcast is a Royfield brown production. Find others on iTunes.
2: All right. Yeah, I know. In an uncertain world, there is always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to both. In this inaugural show, we speak to songstress Emily Baker about life, love and how she writes the song she sings. But first, it's man of the moment, Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, Me and Your Mama. is taken from his forthcoming album, Awaken, My Love. Glover is the brains behind the hit show, Atlanta. He's announced his third album under the monkey Childish Gambino. And here we are, this is the first foray into it, Me and Your Mama. I told you it was the debut studio album by Canadian singer and rapper Troy Lanes. This is the track Love.
3: We accept the handy for the day, baby. Bad man, we're not straight, baby. Oops, I do fell for your way.
2: Baker has been songwriting for a few years and has an art foundation award to show for it. Emily? Yes, hello. Hello. Um, how'd you win that award? That's a good question. Um
0: I I hmm. did a load of gigs. I was doing a load of gigs and going up to London and I found one gig that I particularly like doing, um, over in um, Shepherd's Bush. And it was in a um, an old you know those old like toilets? that you go downstairs. I
2: know exactly where you mean. It's in Shepherd's Bush Green and you walk down the steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to have a really good comedy night there.
0: Absolutely. So it was called called The Ginglick. I'm not sure if it's still... Yes,
2: yeah, yeah. I remember the Ginglick days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: so it was was brilliant. And um, I made friends with the girl that was running the night. We got on Great Guns. And um, she got asked to put someone forward for an Arts Foundation award. So Mm -hmm. uh, the Arts Foundation go and ask a load of people uh who who are the best people that we put forward for you know these specific things so i think the year i was doing it there was um illustration and set design and there was storytelling and and then i was part of songwriting
2: um so how far back are we going
0: this is 2009
2: all right bear with me here all right and yeah. i don't mean there's any any offense but like one jangly guitar singing songstress over another how can you determine um who's good and who's bad and who's just vainly average
0: yeah it's a really good question i don't know because i wasn't the judge um <laughs>
2: <laughs> how that so, so how do you determine whether a song is any good
0: awesome oh, yeah um for me i well and i think the reason that i somehow managed to to win in the end is that for me it's about an economy of um of, of the, the the three things that bring a song together of, of mm. the of the lyric writing of the melody and of the harmony that you're using um in doing I mean it makes it sound a little bit mathematical and
2: scientific I suppose but um but isn't music fundamentally maths
0: yeah yeah it is unfortunately I had, a, I had a once where we decided that it was all about music maths and water that that was the only three things that you needed in the world you'd be fine with that and um but I think, um, but yeah, I think those three things, once you've brought that together and you've got a good story mm. to the song, then you've got a great, that then's that, that really exciting if you can get that across in three and a half minutes. That's brilliant.
2: So, growing up in Dorset, um, you've grown up in the countryside and all, in Blantford, did yeah. that lend itself to furnishing you with great song writing stories?
0: Um, it did in a funny kind of a way, I suppose. I didn't realise it at the time, you know, it's the late 80s, early 90s when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting across um, getting across to the, the bigger towns was, like, the most exciting thing ever.
2: But being what, out... So if you're from, like, the middle of nowhere, is, like, Weymouth, like, the metropolis? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, but for some reason we were really snobby about Weymouth, I don't know why. It was all about, oh, I've got to get to... Oh, there's the cat. I've got to get... All right. I was like... (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah, no, it was all about, oh, I've got to get to Bournemouth or I've got to get Southampton or something like that. Like, we've got to go slightly further west, east, rather, than where we were at. But it was... um, Yeah, those places seemed really... uh, Yeah, really exotic. Um, But it was... It was really beautiful. I think uh, the kind of the, the countryside, and there's this drive between uh, Blamford and Shaftesbury mm-hmm. which is, you know, it looks out over this um, incredible vista of, of the Dorset countryside this sort of rugged, green beautiful countryside and um, yeah I don't think you can, I think on some level, those are the places that you go to when you try and try and channel some kind of songwriting thing,
2: I think. But down in Blamford. Yeah. Wasn't there somebody else you went to school with who uh, kind of similarly kind of made it in the music business? Is yeah, there he, something in the water down there?
0: I think there might be. It was a fu- um, it was a funny year. Uh, I think I uh, going into year eight and this young chap came came into our school. Basically Blanford's a um, is an army camp. Well, army camp, the, the town itself, but there is an army camp in the town, and so we'd get a lot of kids would come in for a couple of couple of years maximum, and then their parents would get posted off to you know other places in the country or around the world. And this this kid he turned up, and he was uh, he was very good at um, chess, very good at football, and quite liked singing.
2: How how was he at dating uh, models?
0: At that point he wasn't dating models, no. Oh. Uh, yeah, but he 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 was a little bit of a ladies man. He completely fell in love with my friend. Um that's a whole other story. Um so yeah, he um but yes, that was Pete Doherty it was it was one of the first um I suppose musical encounters that I had that really meant something. He was my leading man in the school show.
2: So Pete Doherty and you
0: uh, well, I think maybe uh, tickets were slow to, to, for mm-hmm. a show doing. So he 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 mentioned me in the local press, and then the local press tried to track me down, and then uh, we ended up being we ended up doing some shows. I did one at uh, the Bournemouth Opera House and one at Hackney Empire with him, and that was really mental, really good fun, but completely completely unlike playing. Little clubs like the uh, like the Green in in Bush. But, um,
2: what was the first song you played, and how big was that crowd?
0: Oh God, I played um I played uh, the title track of my first record, so I played House of Cards, and I don't think I would played it properly before. It was a, it was a new song at that point. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, there was this. I was like, there must have been like three thousand people, it certainly felt like there were thousands of people there. And you just as you look out on the stage. Have you been to Hackney Empire? I have. Yeah, so you know, you know, it's sort of that tiered old theatre system, isn't it? And you just from the stage, you just keep looking up, and the tiers just keep going. And um, yeah, they didn't boo me off stage. That was good. They all got on board. That was It was great. It
2: was really good. You know, I think we should do. What? We should have a little bit of listen to that right now. I'll oh, go on then. You're good. Listen to you the little size. I'll well, go on then. Okay. You're, all, you're all natural.
0: <laughs> hey, I've listened to enough Dumpty Dum <laughs> to know how it goes. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Paper
1: hangs and peels from cardboard walls The glass made ceilings just for feeling the effect You step your stubbornness to get out in between the floors We're lonelier than I bargained for It's like this concrete Sending round a memory Forgetting what we came along for Brick up, locked down Falling on ears and never hear you out Ending in the stone mold oh, 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 oh. I'm resting all I can clean Of hearts Holding all the jokers in the dark And this house of cards I'm getting ready Cause it's coming through but It's not move to save this place got between the We're ready Jokers in the dark This house of cards I'm getting ready Cause it's falling through I'm fixing up that roof to save this
2: Now, what was that all about?
0: What was what all about?
2: That last track.
0: Oh what, House of Cards? Mm. Oh
2: Because you're not oh. talking about Kevin Spacey, are you?
0: I <clears> know. <throat> I just thought you meant like life. I was I dunno Um House of Cards is about it's actually a really sad song. It's about the um the breakup of my family and dealing with that is a um as an adult, my parents split up about six years ago, well about about that time, so 2009, whatever that mm-hmm. is, and I felt like I was the person holding the family up, so it's that thing of, you know, I'm resting on all of the, these things and holding on to other things, but the whole thing could come tumbling down at, at any point. So it's, yeah, it's a weird one when your parents split up as, a, as an adult because you're kind of taken to as a um, a support for them, mm. which is weird. So I wrote about okay. that. And what do mum and dad think of the song? I don't think I've ever told them that story. Um, I think they like it. I think they do. Yeah, I mean, they're both really supportive.
2: So going back a step, when you decide to get out of Dorset and go and conquer London or go and conquer the world with the guitar?
0: Well... It took a while. Um, I went to university. I got a place at Sussex University um, mm. and decided to go and study music. It wasn't like I, I didn't sort of go, right, that's it. I'm going to. It's just going to be me and guitar forever. I was really interested in the kind of um, the contexts of music and how we how we experience it um, in, in this bizarre world that we live in. So I went and did that and it was only really in the final year that I there were two things I was quite good at and one of them was, was writing um, academically um, and the other one was was making records, I think. So I, I learnt how to... Um, I was doing a music production module and I um, did a dissertation module and I kind of felt like I was going through the same process with both of those things, really. enough, felt like a good essay was like a good song. So I got really into... I got really into writing in quite a big way, um, and then I just stayed in Brighton, And as most people tend to do um, once they finish their degree, and did a, a course at the Brighton Institute of Modern Music in songwriting. So, um, yeah, and then from there I met a load of people at a songwriting retreat, um, and that kind of kick-started my career, I suppose.
2: So one of the people who you met on your songwriting retreat wouldn't have happened to be your co-author of your uh, PhD, would it?
0: No, that's... no, my... Um, God
2: damn it, that was a link too far, wasn't it?
0: That was... All that, no, but I'll tell you who I did meet at the songwriting retreat is I met Amy Wodge, who's been an amazing support for me um, musically for mm-hmm. years. She's been grafting away for, like... Fifth, well all her life really but like a, a good sort of 15-20 years songwriting out and about and then finally got um, she won a Grammy this year she, she wrote Thinking Out Loud with um, Ed Sheeran so yeah that was pretty brilliant but the other person you're talking about hmm. who very excited about uh, all things Archers which I am too uh, which is Freya Jarman, and we are writing so that's the other side of what I do, I suppose, is the academic stuff. So we're writing, well, we're going to start writing on our on our archers paper quite soon, which is just the most exciting geek of Ar- You know, got.
2: I've never understood how anybody could get into the archers. Isn't it all just bleating sheep and just mo- moaning men?
0: Totally. That's all it is. My friend Adam says that the archers is um, is the STD that you catch off your parents. <laughs> i think it's um perfect
2: (laughs) absolutely absolutely now before we go yeah you've been um you've got a good larynx you've got a good brain and a a, a decent handle on on writing song lyrics so unstoppable by leanne lehavas um why is it any good
0: it's so beautifully constructed i think um even the, the, the kind of the sound world that she makes in that, or, or that she and her production team make in that introduction, mm-hmm. you can't help but be sucked into it. Um, and I think what she does in all of her songs and that record, um, the second record, I think it's called Blood. It's a, it's a pink, it's got the pink cover on it. Um, but that's the way in which um, she is able to foreground her voice. This incredible range that she's got um, by doing this kind of Aretha Franklin and then some British, that sort of British soul Aretha Franklin channeling music uh, or vocal vocal sound really Um, and then match it to these this incredible guitar playing she's the most extraordinary guitarist um, and that was picked up by Prince recently well, not recently because he's dead um, but certainly in the last sort of five years they, they were working together and he went and did a, a house gig round at her her place so she sort of she does this really clever she makes she makes the world she makes a song into like a world of um, of sound and it's picked up so much attention that if somebody I mean if she's good enough for Prince she's good enough for me that's what I've decided
2: now before we wave goodbye to you, you've got to tell um, all the listeners uh, where they can find you online. Right
0: Well you can come and find me. Uh, I'm on the Twitters, which is at Emily Baker Music. Um, you can I've also got a website which is emilybaker.co.uk and probably somewhere on Facebook with a picture of the cat somewhere so um, yeah, I just search for Emily Baker and a, a picture of a cat will pop up No doubt. do Fab. I don't think if there's any others. No. Is that alright?
2: Perfect. You're good. When's the last time you did an interview? Bloody ages ago. Ages ago. I felt really nervous oh, that no one was going to think. It's just conversation with me. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, yeah.
0: yeah. It's good.
3: Thanks for asking me, my i a bit longer while we are getting strong. Don't know what I did it for. I needed to know that it was always. Of space to another galaxy. Our polarity shifted around. There's nothing else left holding us down. And it's just gravitational. of space
2: that was it that was the first Friday 15 I hope you enjoyed the show so if you'd like to appear on Friday 15 you don't have to be a songstress like Emily you can just have um, something that you need to get off your chest if you've got a cause or just whatever really I just want to have great conversations with people so to get on the show all you need to do is email me I am Royfield which is spelled R-O-I-F-I-E-L-D at gmail.com you can follow me on social media specifically Twitter where I'm at Royfield I'm also on Facebook of course Um, quite simply that's just about it oh the last thing before I go Please go on to iTunes and please write us a five-star review so we can launch Friday 15 with a little bit of a bang. See you next week, next Friday, for 15 minutes of chat and 15 minutes of music. Um, We are playing out to Subtract, uh, and this is a fantastic cover of Wildfire by Jenny.